Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Rossi. Ken, how you doing, man? It's been a little bit since we uh, recorded, about a week or so, but, you know, yep. I was away, it happens, you know. Yep, you went on vacation again. You're yep, lucky. I did, yeah, I did, Something. I did. <laughs> yeah, which that reminds me, I was supposed to ask you how that went. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I had a really fun time, though. We'll talk That's about good. it later on, though. Yeah. All right. But, man, uh, sports time is coming back, and that means we've got all these sports games to talk about. You know, we've got Madden, we've got NBA 2K, we got NBA Live. we got a lot of stuff coming. Yep. We've, ar- today, we've already talked about Madden, thankfully. We have. We have, yep, so that's done. <laughs> now, yeah. on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about NBA 2K19, the prelude in particular. The story of the 2K19 prelude, what they give you in the prelude anyway. Right. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to start off a little bit, and I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, alright, cool. So, um, already, already I can tell you that from, from what I've seen anyway, it doesn't look to be as terrible as last year's one. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh... There's a there's a there's a tone difference about this one versus 2K18s. Uh, it seems more I don't even call it serious is the word, but like it seems like something that I'd be more into versus last year's. I'll put it that way. Right. You'd be less likely to want to skip this year's. Yeah, and the cutscenes in particular, because you know last year you couldn't skip the cutscenes, and it was just ah. Right. <laughs> They're just so bad, just so bad. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, th- there is still gonna be your cringy moments in your 2K storylines and that sort of stuff. But overall, from what little we've seen of the prelude, I like what they're doing as far as storytelling goes. Uh, just a brief overview, basically. You play as AI. You, I think you you go undrafted and you end up playing overseas in China, and the story kind of goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're not really given much of the story with no, the prelude. And um, I I did like moments in there where they had stuff, uh, like during the All-Star game, there's a moment where you can decide what dunk you're going to do. Yeah. And there's a moment where you can decide to help someone up or not. Like, that stuff really helps with the immersion like they they did that a lot in 2k16 i remember in 2k16 they had a lot of like choices like you could do this or you could do that or oh you just got called on a foul are you going to you know be cool about it or are you gonna start bitching out the ref (laughs) yeah 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 exactly yeah you know so they did a lot of that with 2k16 which uh this kind of reminds me of but it's I mean, I'm still cringing at the way this 
this guy, like the main character is. You know? Yeah. Like, the the story itself is fine. But some of the stuff he says and his attitude is like, wiggity whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is uh, cringy in that respect. But I also feel like there's going to be, hopefully, anyway, some sort of character development for AI. Because uh, your your rival, Corey Harris, makes a point to say, look, this is who you are. And until you change, you know, you're not going to get to where you want to be. Right. So I hope that there's some sort of character development for AI or, you know, these choices that you make, you know, what kind of dunk you do, whether you choose to help up, help up Corey or not. Uh, I hope that those have an impact on the story. I don't think they will, but I hope I'm wrong. I think they kind of do because you can also lose and lose badly. Like, I mean, maybe it doesn't uh, have a, an effect on the story, but uh, I played the prelude twice. I went through and played the prelude twice, and I kind of changed um, some interactions that went on. Okay. And so it seems like um, it does kind of affect the story. Okay. That's that's good to hear at least. If I only yeah. played through it. I only played through it once. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like what they're doing so far anyway. Mm-hmm. I hope that, uh, they can keep the cringe to a respectable amount. Yeah. But this is 2K we're talking this about. This is 2K so, about yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. We shall see though. We shall see. Um, I really did like how, uh, when you were in China and, they were when you were playing it in your games, you know, the the commentary was all in Mandarin. That was really cool for me. Yeah. I mean that was cool at first. <laughs> but after a minute it was like, okay, I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. this, this is making my head hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, I eventually turned off the uh commentary volume. I went in and just whoop set it all the way down. Got you. Just because I, I couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, I left it on just because that's the kind of person I am. I left it on because I wanted to hear it. Even though I couldn't understand what they were saying, I still like like that they took the time to, you know, do that. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I kind of wonder if that's going to be an option for the full game. If you're going to be able to download the Mandarin uh, commentary pack. Because they had... For 18 last year, they had a Spanish pack you could download, and you got huh. Spanish commentators. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, so I kind of wonder if they're going to have a, a Mandarin pack, a, a Chinese pack, where you'll get those commentators, and they'll do all the games, and not just your games in China. Yeah, that would be really cool for them to do, for those who speak native uh, Chinese Mandarin. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Just kind of it, 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 would, it would be cool, but I wouldn't download it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I probably wouldn't either. But, you know, for those who English isn't their first language, that's a big deal. Right. And I don't know, like, as far as from a financial standpoint. Yeah. 
I know that they um, they released 2K Online 2 because over in China video games are like really weird and they're kind of have a, a weird system like all video games have to go through the government and you know certain consoles aren't even available over there like you can't mm. even get a PlayStation 4 Xbox one over in China hmm. and so they had a game it was uh, called 2K Online and I know that they just announced and are supposed to be releasing 2K Online 2 over there in uh, China. Gotcha. And you know it, it's it's so it's so weird because I think they picked a good spot to uh, to do the story of going overseas. Right. I think I think China is a really good spot to do it because basketball is really popular over in China. Plus, they have the big Chinese connection in Yao Ming. So, I mean, yeah. that's a big deal. No yeah, pun not, intended. Not just Yao Ming. There's another big guy, too. I think he's a rookie. He just drafted. He could become the next Yao Ming. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean it's it's a big deal over there in China, basketball. So, it's a yeah. good call on them to go the route that they did as right. far as setting you and starting you off over in China. Yeah. Well, there's there's lots of... NBA players that are going over to the China League uh, to make money because they can make more money playing over there um, than they can over here. Like they don't get contracts over here, right. or they get like right. you know bare minimum, and they can make more than that over yeah. in uh, China. So yeah. yeah, so I mean you're right; it does make sense that they're. Um, Playing to that market. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But I guess just to um, sum up the story bit here, because I feel like we've kind of exhausted the whole thing. Uh, very excited to see where it's going to go once the full game uh, releases and we can all get our hands on it. Everyone, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say before we move on to gameplay? Uh, not about the story. Okay, fair enough then. So on to gameplay. I'll let you go ahead and start first. What were you, what were some uh, things you you saw in the gameplay that you liked or didn't like or whatever you know? Um. Well, I think the biggest thing we have to talk about is the takeover system. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, here's what I like about it. I like that you have to fill your meter in order to work on getting the microwave badge as opposed to oh you're an AD overall you get the microwave badge <laughs> yeah you know like I like that you actually have to now work for that badge um, I'm not sure if I like that it gives players a boost uh, towards stuff and my reasoning behind this and it's not in the prelude this is just stuff I've heard um, from people that have gotten to play the the 2K before it got released, mm-hmm. is that they still have boosts you can buy with VC. So I feel like you have a boost you can get by playing well on top of paying for boosts to be better, and that just kind of messes up the whole system, the whole thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a problem. Yeah. Having to pay for boosts, you said? 
Yeah, because they have, uh, you remember in 18, there was a newspaper guy, you could go and buy boost towards, like, your layup and your blocking and rebounding and all that. So those are coming back. And you're getting a boost by having this takeover. Like, it's a limited boost, obviously. You, You have to fill it up, and then you click in on the right stick, and it starts draining as you play and if you do bad yeah. plays it drains quicker yeah i think it lasts for a minute or something yeah you lose like a huge chunk but i just feel like you know that should be your boost like don't pay for boosts you know like don't don't make it pay to win take away the boost the vc boost and that'll go a long way and just have it you know the takeover boost that that can be the boost yeah you know I- yeah, I, I agree with you there 100%. I like the takeover system a lot. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I think it represents being in the zone, you know, right. as, a, as a player. You know, yeah. the game starts to slow down, and you can do things that, you know, at a higher level than what you could normally do otherwise. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, I like that idea a lot. Uh, but like you said, the whole having to pay for boot well, Paying for a boost, it, it being an optional thing for you to do, is kind of a deterrence. Yep. Yeah. Or, or for somebody, it could be advantageous to, hey, I'm just going to spend the money, and I'll get, like, I'll start the game with half meter or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, however it works. Right. <laughs> yeah, so... Because that could come into play when you're playing online, in, in pro-am games or at the park or whatever. Right. And... All, all we get in the prelude is just the my career stuff, right? And I do kind of feel like they. I hope that they're not making this easier and funner, playing this mode, and then you get into the real mode, and it's um, much more difficult and not as realistic and and such. You know what's funny? I was watching a video earlier today about a uh, guy was saying how he's not big on the my career mode mm-hmm. anymore, and it's because of the fact that it's it's almost almost comical how you as a rookie can go and take a team like the Nets and lead them to a championship in, the, in your first year, averaging like thirty and ten. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that that you made, brought that up about it being easy uh, versus getting the real game and having it be difficult. Right. Not saying not saying that, you know, everyone is, is at the same skill level, obviously, but the fact that it can happen uh, right. is kind of crazy. Well, what I'm, what I'm seeing, and this isn't what I, I want, but yeah. what I've seen is uh, I made a, a point guard build, and he wasn't even a defender build. And I poked out probably in the the first two games, because I haven't played past the first two with that right. build. But in the first two games, I poked out uh, between 10 and 20 balls. Just Jeez. going in and hitting the X button. And I recovered at least half of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess I'm hoping that they don't do that. You know, like, I don't want it to be so easy uh, that you can just go in and still. Like, it's fun, but on the same hand, I I don't want it to to be that way. And that's what I mean when I say... Yeah, there's no challenge there, basically. basically. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, because I know that other people have said that they wanted um, there to be a risk-reward where if you go to still, either, you know, get a foul or you put yourself in a bad position and make it more like you have to time it right and get in the right position in, in order to still. And, yeah, as you should. Yeah, and honestly, maybe that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right maybe maybe you were just timing it right instead yeah. of just jamming on the square button square what jamming yeah. on square or x whatever you know yeah. depending on what <laughs> um, version you're playing it on <laughs> yeah yeah square or x you know trying to make it steal yeah so i mean for sure um that that could be what's going on but we can compare this to last year's when you was on the playground for uh, the five minutes you was on there <laughs> yeah um where you're acting like a god and you're doing all these moves and then you get into the game and you suck yeah like you're, you're terrible you know so i would rather it be that i'm i'm terrible at those because i'm a 60 overall and just make me be terrible so that i have something to work towards than the opposite where i'm really good and no actually you suck yeah, well, like, like, it, it made sense. It made sense, you know, a few years ago when you were doing the Spike Lee story and you were doing in high school, you were a phenom in high school. So it made sense for you to be, you know, this really good, uh, you know, player yeah. in a high school. And even on college level, you can dominate there somewhat a little bit too. Once you get to the NBA, then you have your growing pains and all that stuff. Uh, but what, with this, what they're doing, you know, you're undrafted going to play overseas in china if you are an aspiring nba player or we can talk about this here in a minute but you know once if you're an aspiring nba player you know trying to get to the nba in china or wherever you're playing at um your game is not going to be as refined and you have to work at it so just in the three in the three in the three games you play the two chinese games and the all-star game in particular there was a stark uh, level of easiness to them. I mean, the first game you play against a guy who's called the Flying Dragon, Han Chi. Right. And, you know, I thought that it was going to be a, you know, one of those games where it's really tough and you have to try to stop him because your goal is to keep him under, under 20 points or whatever. Right. He had like 18 by the time I realized it, and I was like, well, one more basket, and that's 20, and I couldn't stop him because I wasn't guarding him. So right. I think he was small forward, and I was shooting guard. So okay. what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you know, yeah. I tried, but I can't do it by myself. You so know? did you not stop him? Nah. He eventually, nah, like he had 18 points, and then he got fouled by my, one of my teammates, <laughs> and he got the last two points. Like, really? <laughs> so... Dang. You know. Because I, I played as a center and the point guard, and he didn't get 20 points on either of those games. Yeah, no. Nah, not in my game, he didn't. Hmm. Dang. But it's okay. We won. Don't, don't really matter. The second game uh, in the in the uh, prelude was a blowout. I destroyed that team called the Rams. Yeah, destroyed that team. It wasn't even close. We were up mm-hmm. by, like, at least 30 in the, in the first half. I was like, okay. This is what it is, then, I guess. Because one of the goals is, oh, oh, prove yourself. Score 20 points. Cool. I'll just take all the shots, score all the points. Done. <laughs> right. So, and then you get to the third game, 
and like this is an NBA All-Star team. We're a Chinese team. We should get our butts kicked. We didn't. We we lost, but we didn't get blown up by like 60 points, like I was expecting to. In all honesty, because I I was like, oh okay, we're not gonna win this game. There's no way we can win this game. We were down <laughs> 10 going into half, and we came back in the fourth quarter, got it somewhat close, ended up losing by like 10. So not too bad, but right. still, I feel like I feel like the the level of competition going from the two Chinese teams to a NBA All Star team filled with LeBron, Steph, you know, Boogie Cousins, Anthony da- Anthony Davis, you know, those guys, we should have got blown out. Yeah, I I won close. against them. <laughs> it, it shouldn't have been close, you know. Uh, uh, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Reeling this back in with the gameplay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, was there anything else that you noticed while you were playing? Um. Let's see. Nothing too like crazy in particular. Uh, one way, one way, one way or the other. Uh, I didn't notice any like you know bugs or anything that I thought was a little. Wonky. Okay, no, there was one thing that I noticed a little wonky. Uh, it was during the All Star game, actually. Okay. We had two timeouts left at maybe we were down like six, and we called a timeout, and then after the timeout, we called another timeout using both of our timeouts. We didn't need to use them, and then they went they went on a run. And we couldn't call a timeout to stop them. So, you know, that's something that could probably be cleaned up. Or patch in later on, the AI usage of timeouts or anything like that. Yeah. That was some, some that was something that I noticed. I don't know if you had a similar experience to me, right. but. Well, <clears throat> I I was testing out other features. Like I was testing out the um, what they call the snatchback. which is where you drive and then you like flick the right stick back and he like. St- they snatch back, and it, it always, in 2K18, it gave people, like, eight feet uh, of open space to shoot a ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, the, uh, the, the, the uh, step back move. Yeah, the snatch back. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what they called it, anyways. The, gotcha. the people in the 2K community, they called it the snatch back. Because there was the drive-by where you could just drive and get yeah the blowback i did yeah. notice it i couldn't do those a whole lot yeah i couldn't anyway which is good i like that right and supposedly though when you have the takeover you're actually supposed to get some of those drive-bys like that's one of the features of the takeover is your ability to, to do a drive-by anyways though um i did test that out and i can say that the snatchback is gone you can't do that snatchback anymore at least it's not very fast, so yeah, <laughs> it's not really worth it. Um, I saw LeBron do a mean step back on one of my teammates. I was very upset for them. I felt <laughs> bad. I was like, "Oh, geez, LeBron, you have to do him like that, man." I want to floor everything. Yeah, I tried to double team him whenever he got the ball because I was like, "He's gonna do something." <laughs> so right. Uh, but yeah, I noticed the the gameplay uh, as far as like the dribbling. Now, granted, this could be that. My guy was a low overall, so doing the the those like step moves was not very fluid. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
Go ahead. I didn't feel that they were um, where they should be, but that could be because of the low overall. Like, you got to get to the high overall, get those uh, second tier or whatever, and then you can start doing moves quicker and better. Gotcha. But that's that's something that I noticed with the prelude. Um, you know, I still like the um, post move. <laughs> yeah. You know, the post moves felt pretty good. Um, the bar, the bar is different this year. The the shot meter, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you got to to. Well, I guess I should ask if you did. The feet or the hand shot meter? I did the hand shot meter. It felt more natural to me doing it that way versus the feet. Okay. I did both. Okay. Um, and here's what I can tell you. The feet shot meter comes in from both sides, and it's like going to crash in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so you got to kind of like mash it up, and when they crash, you're good. Um, and I noticed with the hands meter, though, it's it's like an arrow. Instead of being a flat line, it's an arrow. And Uh you're supposed to get the tip of the arrow to the top. Because once it gets to the top, if you don't release it, the arrow kicks and it starts going back down. Yeah. I didn't notice that in particular, but I did notice there was like a white line on the top of the the meter. I didn't notice the white line. That's what I saw anyway. That's weird. But I also did change my meter from from, from team color to white. So probably also why. That could have been. Yeah. Because that yeah. red meter for me was difficult to see. Right. I've always uh, I've always gone with the magenta. Mm, okay. Um, just because you'll never see, like, with white, you may come up against guys who are white, wearing white. Yeah. But unless you get people that are cheesing, like, you'll never come up against magenta. Makes sense. So that's usually what I go with. But, yeah, I like the shot meter, you know. It's more um, fluid. Like, I feel like I'm going to have a better chance of getting greens. Which, I did get quite a few greens. So I did get a few greens <laughs> myself, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But I made the same player build as last year. But we can talk about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't think of anything else the gameplay besides the arcade game that you play that was really fun by the way i thought it was really cool it i think it was like 2k7 or something i don't know but no the ticker the ticker like 2k7 i don't know here's i looked it up and that game is supposed to be 2k9 because i looked up the rosters and there's uh, one guy on the rockets uh, Bobby Jackson, he's the Bobby point guard. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was only on the Rockets in the 2008 season, which means 2K9. Makes sense. Right? I looked up gameplay for 2K9, and it looks nothing like what we got. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing like it. And it felt like what they were trying to do is they were trying to make it seem like it was 2K9, but still using the 2k19 engine yeah but i, I yeah i think that's, that's what happened i couldn't do crossovers i'll tell you that i couldn't do yeah couldn't they do. they removed the the stick and it was just a shot stick yeah and yeah it, it was but the character designs were like super deformed you know so it was 
it like was it them. Retro. Yeah, instead of just putting in the game in there and allowing you to play it in this one little game, they just tried to replicate it. Yeah, is, is right. what it was. But yeah, I know it was. Uh, I know it was two K nine because of the roster. I was. I was curious, and I. I specifically checked that out. I looked. Um, <laughs> at each of the characters, or not characters, but the guys that were on the rosters. And I finally, gotcha. once I got to Bobby Jackson and found out he was only on the Rockets on this one year, I knew what year it was, so. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very but, cool, though. Nice uh, investigative work there, Rossi. Thank you. Um, I will give him props for trying, oh, but I do feel like the execution could have been better on their part. Yeah, it's no uh, Uncharted where you're playing uh, yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Well, because <laughs> back in 2K9, they had a, a little wireless bar under each player. And it would start to fill up to let you know, he's really good from this range. He's really good from here. He's great from here. Or, you know, so that you knew your percentages. So yeah. if your guy wasn't good from the three-point line, he, he had like one bar or no bars you're not going to try and shoot a three-point with him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was not in that little arcade game that we got. It was not. Yeah. I agree, it was not. But, yeah, I, I I don't know if you noticed it as well, just the last thing about gameplay. Um, any of the issues of, like, you know, the balls bouncing off of players' feet, dribbling it off, dribbling it off you know, body parts, Things like that that were that had plagued the the previous two K games. Right. Well, I mean it's it's kind of an interesting conundrum. And it did seem like the ball interacted with me more like I never swiped at the ball and yeah. if I touched it, you know, I didn't I hit it. It felt like I hit it. If I swiped and I touched that ball, it it touched. But if I Swiped and missed, like I didn't go through an arm or anything like that. Yeah. You know? So, I did notice that it seemed like the ball responded better to um, the environment with it. And so when that happens, you're, you're going to get two things. If you're dribbling into a guy and you dribble the ball into his shin or whatever, like, it should mess up. It's supposed to mess up and, like, bounce off. Um, on you. And so that's what's going to happen. Either you're going to have the unrealistic where you drive and your ball in hand go right through a guy um, to the lane, or you drive, he closes off, your ball hits him, your hand hits him, whatever. It causes you to pick up your dribble or the ball gets bounced off. Like, I mean, that's going to happen. you, you got to yeah. have one or the other. You can't have right. both. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Agree. yeah. So, Video games got to take liberties with some of that, you know. Yeah, so I mean, I did notice that, and in fact, uh, one of the games I was playing, um, I stole the ball from the guy, grabbed it, went to half court, and not half court, but I got it at half court, drove in and dunked it on a, a fast break, and then as I was walking away, the camera, uh, like, changed up to my face, walking away, mm-hmm. and you can see the ball hit me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic uh, yeah i'd like to think that this guy was so upset that i stole the ball and scored on him and because it's in the <laughs> china league he like yeah. was upset and threw the ball at me yeah 
obviously, <laughs> I mean, that's not the case because his guy was coming down. He was tossing it over to him. Right. But, but I'd still like to think that was what happened, and uh, it makes me laugh. But, I mean, I'm okay with that as long as it's not too ridiculous. As long as people can't just, like, create a wall around you. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like it has to be give or take. Like, if they're going to come in and try and block me, I should be able to dish it out to my guy who's yeah. wide open because this dude is coming down. He's crashing to try and uh, steal the ball. Like, that's what I get upset at is if I'm driving, this guy's crashing, I'm like, oh, and I go to pass it, and then I, I stumble. Like, the pass doesn't happen because yeah. my guy trips up. And it's like, that's what they got to have. Like, at least give me a half second to get that out. Yeah. So that people can't cheese that animation and just get stills. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So... Um, I, I also did notice a little bit of the, you know, the balls dri- dri- dribbling off players' feet, things like that. But again, it's gonna happen. Gotta have a given give and take somewhere. Mm-hmm. So another important part of the gameplay for 2K um, comes with the player archetypes and what you choose and all that stuff. Right. Uh, I just to take a step back for a second. I did like a lot the player creation that they had this year. And in, ter- in terms of the presentation of it, anyway, you know, you were going through and getting, you know, talking to uh, Zhang, who was your translator, and he was walking you through the whole process. I thought that was really cool that they did it that way, versus it being in a static menu. Right. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I mean, it was cool, but I do have to bring this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could back up at any time, and it would instantly warp you back to the previous section. <laughs> but then, when you were trying to go forward, it would go through that segment where he's talking. So, huh. if you're like me, I, I did this because I'm trying to do a, a 2K League, which I can talk about later. Yeah. But I had to look at every position, every height, and what their wingspan their possible wingspan was from lowest to highest. Right. I went through so much. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. You yeah. went through a lot of stuff, man. You were dedicated. Like, you thirsty? You good? You want some water? It's like, oh, God, please stop making me go through that. <laughs> I ended up, uh, I I muted it because I was like, I just can't deal with this. <laughs> right. Like the same line over and over and over again. So I felt like that could have been done better. Like, if I'm going back and forth, like, tell the game, oh, if he's already been here, then skip this part so that he doesn't have to keep going through that. Yeah, that would make sense. I agree. Yeah, but, I mean, as just someone playing it, um, it was uh, very cool. that They're, like, taking photo shots and, like, getting their height and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really like that. So. Um, I do, I did create the same archetype as I did last year, the, uh, two-way, um, defender, two-way, two-way shot creator defender, whatever it was, I don't know. You can't be a two-way defender. I don't, yeah, I I don't know what the thing is. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of weird coming out of my mouth, I didn't mean two-way defender. It was like, I I picked the shot creator as my first archetype and defender as my second archetype. Okay, so that would Uh, be a a two-way shot creator. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah, two-way two means uh, that your second 
um, is a defending kid. Yeah. 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 I just, I had the words wrong. It was weird. I got yeah. it. I figured it out. <laughs> you're, That's why you're here, man. You're, you're, you're all good because I've done it before. I said, oh, yeah, I was a two-way defender and a rebounder. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, a, a two-way is a defender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's mostly because you know, I whenever I play basketball, I sort of I try to do my do my um, basketball player in these games how I was when I used to play in right. like rec leagues and that sort of stuff, and that's kind of how I was. I didn't have much of a uh, of like a range of skills. But I was very good at defense, and I could shoot the mid-range a little bit. And that's sort of what the shot creator uh, does well. They do the mid-range and the defense, and they can distribute the ball pretty well, too. So, um, but yeah, um, I didn't notice anything too crazy, but I also didn't go through and look through every single archetype and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go through every archetype. But I did notice that there was a change. And I don't know if you noticed um, the change with your build since you rebuilt your build from 2K18. Mm-hmm. And that's that the badges got a major overhaul. Yeah, they did. I mean, I didn't look at the badges like at the time because I didn't. I didn't know if you could. If you could, I missed that. Yeah. But I know you get. You can see at the end of the game, you know, which badges got improved and stuff. Right. And you can even go in and improve your uh, badges. Not improve your badges. You can see your badges, improve your attributes. I don't know if you did that during no. the... No. Mm. Uh, no wonder you was um, doing so bad against the All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure well, out... I, I only upgraded my attributes like one time, and it was for the All-Star game, and that was it. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyways... Uh, yeah, they, they made a huge overhaul. Like, last year, they took away badges. Because it used to be, you could get every single badge in the game. Just yep. depending on what archetype you were, you would get specific tiers to those badges. Right. And um, with 2K18, they said, okay, certain tiers or certain classes, archetypes, cannot get these badges now. Because they're too overpowered. And it seems like they kind of went and they've changed that now. And now they're back to this, you get every style of badge, just different tiers. And I'll tell you this, because I, the class I made, the archetype I made, I keep calling them class, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but the archetype that I made, I made a center who was a post-scoring defender. So a two-way post-scorer. He has the dimer badge what yeah so (laughs) yeah so um for those that don't know the dimer badge is a badge that makes it when you have it when you pass it to a teammate he gets a boost to his scoring so my center now has the ability to assist a player and he's going to get a boost i don't know how high it'll go like i don't know if it's just a bronze or if it's a silver um, I doubt it's a gold or the, the Hall of Fame tier, which is the best. Yeah. But I believe um, it's just going to be a bronze for him. But, yeah, he has that, that dimer badge that he can get. Yeah, and as we all know, a badge is better than no badge. So yes. you know, that, that boost, even if it's like 5%, 
is still gonna make a difference. Yes, and so I definitely feels it feels like too everything I've seen with these um, archetypes is that they're gearing them more towards offense. Like they want more offense uh, with these um, archetypes. Like everybody has an offensive badge, kind of. Like I've kind of noticed that the um, with like uh, my second build that I made, my point guard, uh, I made him a shot creating playmaker. And I don't know what that is in the game, but <laughs> a playmaking <laughs> shot creating maybe I don't know. Um, but he has catch and shoot badges and corner specialist badges. Yeah, I have those badges, and I'm but you know yeah, but I'm a shot creator, so I have I have corner specialist and deep. I have corner personally, I have deep dead eye and dead eye as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it seems like everything that I've uh, seen from this, they are wanting people uh, to have those. They want more scores. Like, that's what it seems like. They, they talked about making a skills gap and making it harder to score, but they're giving all these people these scoring badges. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't get that. But... Anyways, my uh, original point with this is that they've they've added a whole lot more badges. Like I didn't seem really take away any badges. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice characters. any that were that were missing. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of interesting. I know that each position though, like they want people to be um, power forwards or. Uh, shooting guards, so I think they gave them the better badges because they're trying to get more shooting guard power forwards, and maybe this will all play into their 2K league because they're trying to get that to go off. Yeah. And so you'll have your like tiers and your classes and uh, height and all that that you'll take into the game, or I don't know, but uh, I do think that that is the interesting uh, part that they said that this game is supposed to be tougher, but they gave everybody a whole bunch of badges. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very uh, strange that they did that, but, I mean, because I would personally like, like to see more defense and defense being rewarded for playing good defense, because one of the things that bothered me last year was that I had this defender uh, build, or, well, secondary who defender build anyway, and lateral quickness and that stuff isn't there i feel like i'm stuck in the mud half the time and it's a bit of a problem right if i want to be a Kawhi leonard type of player who can score and play lockdown defense let me do that let me be rewarded for that but instead i felt like i wasn't so i'm hoping that that's not the case this year and i can feel like i'm actually playing defense right and did you go with a small forward shooting guard what did what build did you uh shooting guard shooting guard and yep. what height did you go with Six five. Six five. Okay. Um, I think he could have gone up to six eight, I believe. Yeah, but, I think. But I, I usually go six five two fifteen. Okay. That seems heavy, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do I know? Anyways. <laughs> um because I know that that plays a huge role. It definitely uh, does, yeah. You know, and I did keep the I think I kept the wingspan at default. Yeah, your wingspan. And they made the wingspan more realistic. 
Like I was actually looking at this last year because I was I was getting players' wingspans and correlating to what you could do in a 2K, and I was kind of like, wow, these wingspans are really <laughs> not ridiculous. Yeah, they're like really short in compared to how big wingspans these guys have. Like that's crazy, but they updated it. It's more realistic now, and uh, that's I guess that's kind of great that they're going that way. I just wish I hadn't have done several hours of work <laughs> that I have to now go through and redo again. Yeah. Oh, are you going to start the prelude over? Are you, are you going to start it over once you get the full game? No. Um, oh, okay. I, I mean, I may go and um, make another class. Like, you, you know, you make a class and it may not be the best. Um, so sometimes you go in and you remake your class or... Um, specifically with the the thing that I'm doing, the league I'm trying to start, I would need to make a specific person. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's, there's, uh, I'll probably remake another dude. Like I might make a, a shooting guard build or a power forward, you know, give, give myself a whole team of stuff so that I can do yeah. what I, I want to do. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes how, sense for sure. How much uh, editing did you do on the face and stuff? Uh, a decent amount. I I went I did go through I did go through I found a face that I wanted, but once I found a face I wanted, I went through and I looked through all the different options that you could do for each of you know the brow, the mouth, the uh you know whatever you could do with it. Right. I did go through all those to sort of see what the options were, what they gave you. Um, and I was very disappointed that they didn't just have like a mustache, just yeah. like a simple mustache. That's all I wanted, bro. And they didn't have it. It's very disappointed because <laughs> they had like all the beards there. I was like that's cool. Like if I was in the playoffs, playoff beard for sure. But I'm not in the playoffs. I want a little mustache. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, I didn't have. I get the feeling that much like with uh, 18, 19 locks a lot of its hair and facial stuff. Behind the barber shop. Yeah, I got a pound so, of VC for a mustache. Yeah. Well, supposedly fun. they they fixed that, and it's only 100 VC and 18 right now. And supposedly they're going to uh, make it simple and easy, and not try and rip people off. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, yeah. man. We'll see. But you saw that neighborhood trailer, right? <laughs> yeah. We got scooters and footballs and. And skateboards and stuff, boy. Yeah, you also uh, got, the... like, bouncy bouncy playgrounds. Oh, yeah, that looks so fun. We're getting off topic. That looks so fun. <laughs> the slam yeah. ball joint. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, man. I hope that they can, you know, keep the cosmetic stuff as far as uh, facial hair and just hair and you know, that sort of stuff to a respectable amount of VC. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. 100 too much, in my opinion. Well, you know... Well, something basic like that. Here's what I noticed. And, um... It was kind of interesting. But I noticed in the... The prelude... Uh, I, you could go into the store and buy... Jump shots and stuff. And I was testing it out. Almost all, if not all of those jump shots were free. Ah... That's like, good. I didn't have to pay for a single uh, jump shot. 
And I don't know if it was just because, well, it's the prelude, so you get it for free. Or if it's, um, well, these ones are free, but you may have to pay later. Or if they just kind of decided um, that maybe they were being too greedy with their VC. And so <laughs> stuff like that, like you might have to unlock it. Yeah. But then you can go in and you can buy it. So Self-awareness? I'm, what? Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> we'll see. I'm hoping, I hope that's the case. Yeah, that's the case. But we'll... We will see, because the, the jump shot creator is still locked behind. Um, Seventy five overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they even have. I looked. I looked because they gave me the option to. If you get to a ninety nine overall this year, and you're one of the first people to do it, they are giving away free copies of two K twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah, it does say limited supplies. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that means like the first 10 people get uh, 2K2020 or, or what. But that is one of the, the features of getting to a 99 overall. Very cool. So I will not be getting my free copy of 2K20. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that to the end. You might even get to 99. You'll be like, all right, where's my free copy? We we gave those away months ago. Right, like, like it is now uh, August of, tw- of uh, 2019, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man, I think I think we've talked enough about uh, the prelude for 2K19. Let's let's wrap it up and move on to our next topic of discussion for this episode. Uh, overall, well, what did you what did you think? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Of course, before we um, move on. Final thoughts. You know, honestly, I. I like where it's going. You know, I feel like with um, Madden, I said this during Madden, it's a good start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I feel like with uh, 2K19. Like, I definitely feel like it's a, a good start. And um, whether or not it continues to be good or um, how popular it'll be, you know, yeah. Um, that remains to be seen. I mean, I think they're trying to be better because Fortnite had pulled away a lot of their player base. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're trying to get people to play their game. But Fortnite has such a monopoly right now that I don't know if it's going to work. So we'll see what, we'll see what they do. Um, but I'm I'm overall I'm pleased with the the current product with the prelude. I feel you. I'm the same way. I'm I'm very happy so far with what I've seen in the prelude. From a story perspective and the gameplay seems like it's gonna be a good mix for me this year. Um I might actually play it for longer than like three months. Or how long I played it last year I don't remember. But but yeah. Um we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing where the game is when it comes out and two months down the road. Mm-hmm. We'll have a little discussion about it later on, though. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. So uh, moving on to our second topic for the uh, episode. The Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay video that was previously shown behind closed doors at E3 was unveiled to the public. Mm-hmm. And they showed it off as a full 48 minutes of gameplay. And 
and yeah, we're going to just, you know, talk about it for a little bit. Okay. So, since I started with uh, 2K, you can go ahead and start with uh, this one. Well, my first impression was, my God, there sure is a lot of naked bodies in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it does look good. I do feel, my gut feeling says that if they're doing this in a gameplay video, I feel like this is not coming out on our current generation of consoles. I could be horribly wrong, but Mm -hmm. what I saw from this gameplay trailer, it feels like this is for the quote-unquote next-gen consoles. I think that it was done on a high-end PC. I could be wrong. Yep. Well, that's what I feel you like. Have, you have to make the game on a high-end PC. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it was done on a higher-end PC or a higher-end PC. <laughs> yeah. A higher-end PC. There we go. Um. So yeah, it looks really, really good. It looks phenomenal. Uh, even even through you know YouTube compression, which is impressive to say the least. Yeah. Oh man, there's so, there's so much stuff about the game that really uh, intrigues me that mm-hmm. I'm looking for in an RPG. Yeah. And I think for me anyway, it it hits all of those all those things that I want and that I look for in an RPG. Right. And um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. I kind of get this feeling from it that I got when I was looking at Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I'm giving CD Projekt Red the benefit of the doubt because I think they're one of the greatest gaming companies that I've ever heard of. <laughs> so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because I know their games are good and I know they take a lot of care with their games and so I I expect Cyberpunk to be good but when I'm watching the trailer and I'm watching the stuff I got the same kind of feeling when I was looking at Fallout 4 and so I'm hoping that I don't get the same feeling when I'm playing uh, Cyberpunk Mm-hmm. Because with Fallout 4, it looked great. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I went and I bought it when it first came out. I haven't touched it since it first came out. Oh, man. I mean, can't say yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, three years later, I still haven't touched it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I played a little bit of it, and that's it. Right. And so I'm kind of hoping that that's, that's not the case. There's just something about Fallout 4 with me that, that just... I don't, know, the wrong way. I don't know if there's just too much to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, sometimes when a game gives me too much to do, I don't do any of it. Right. You know? That happens. Um, and so I'm hoping that's not the case with Cyberpunk. That, you know, that's, that's, that's why I like linear games like Final Fantasy so much. Because they don't give me too much to do. You know? And even uh, Final Fantasy 15, 
they started to give me too much to do. And then I was like, all right, nah, I got to beat this game. <laughs> you know, like I actually took a hiatus from it for like a year. And I was like, nah, I just got to beat this. Let's just go do the story stuff. We'll get this game over with and be done with it. And so I ended up uh, obviously beating that game a year after it came out. <laughs> all right. Uh, but that that's kind of my my gaming style. And I, I assume it's not yours. And uh, I'll finish this up, <laughs> let you finish telling me what you wanted to tell me. But if if they give me too much to do, I don't like that. I'd rather have simple things. Like, let me branch out once the game is over with or once the story narrative is done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would rather have. Like, finish the story narrative, then give me something to do. Or just give me like something to do right here in between the story narrative. Then I'll go do that maybe if I want. Then I'll come back to the story. Don't go, well, there's 30 things you can do, including the story, if you want. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel you. I feel you on that, though. Because, I mean, it, it can get overwhelming giving you too much to do. And I understand that personally. If they give me all the stuff to do and I'm enjoying playing the game and being in the world, I'm going to go do the other stuff before I even touch the main story stuff, depending on what it is, of course. Right. You know, well, I if, mean... it's a, if, if it's a side quest to help me level up and the main quest is recommended level 6 and I'm level 4, I got to do side quests to get level 6 so I can actually be competent in doing that story mission or whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, here's kind of a bad example, but uh, let's say, oh, God, the world is ending. I must save the world. But first, let me get some eggs for this dude so he can have breakfast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it needs to be story relative. So that if I'm trying to save the world, why am I going to help this guy, you know, get some eggs? You know? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. And so I think it helps if the stories make sense. You know, I mean, if you're if you're playing as a for lack of a better word, bounty hunter in cyberpunk. Yeah. Like, it would make sense. You would have jobs. I'd be like, hey, I got a job for you. Uh, come see me if you want to, you know, do blah, blah, blah. And then maybe that job would stick around once you finish the story, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that and makes sense. You can sense, take it but, at leisure. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, the world is ending, but, uh, no, you got you got to go do this first. There's this evil conglomerate, and they're doing evil stuff. But, you know, uh, go help these guys still apart. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. And that could be part of it, too. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a personal issue. That's not something that I feel like a lot of people could relate to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but that's just... That, that was my feelings when watching uh, the trailer. Okay, I mean, I, I like the I personally, I really enjoyed uh, the trailer and what they showed off. They showed off a lot of heavy uh, RPG elements as far as, you know, there was a part where you went to a Ripper Doctor, which is probably one of the more terrifying things I've ever, ever seen. Um, yeah. And uh, you go and you can get these cybernetic implants, and you were talking about how there's these legal ones, and then there's other military grade style ones. Like, oh, I want to see what some of those look like. Those look really, they sound really cool. Uh, they got one in particular that was an eye implant, and they 
doctor, put this, put this thing in your eyes. Like, you know what? No, I can't. I, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, put this thing in your eye, and now you can scan enemy. You can scan people. You can see like you know their weaknesses and what their uh, what their, I guess like the threat level is or things like that. And right. that was all really cool. And you can see weak points if you uh, get enough information about a target or whatever. In the little in the boss fight, when they went to go get the little the little robot spider thing, when they mm-hmm. went to kill Royce, right. uh, in that in that little in that fight there, you they slowed down time and you could see the little weak point on his on his uh, exoskeleton thing, which was really cool. Right, and I like that they have little things like you know engineering skills and hacking skills, and you know that sort of stuff. I really like that uh, as well because it can it can make you decide what kind of character you want to be in the world. You know, do you want to be someone who can hack into computers and do all stuff, or do you want to be the engineer or a mix of both? You know, I don't know how the skill point system is going to actually work uh, yet, but. I think that's a nice uh, thing to do as far as giving you a choice of how you want your character, you know, how you want your V to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a nice touch to it. Um, and, you know, they have different rarities of weapons. They've got white, green, purple, and orange. So, like, there's that stuff, too. Uh, you know, you, your, your armor and stuff, too. The, like, there's... There's so much stuff there that I really like and that I cannot wait to uh, try for myself once the game comes out. Yeah. I mean, we still got... They've said at least two years. They've said 2020. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that's what I'm thinking, too, whenever the game comes out. I mean, I'm looking at the game going, it looks done now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, release just... <laughs> yeah, just release that and add your DLC stuff later. They did say the game's fully playable in an interview. Interesting. But, yeah. Like, it's fully playable. It's, at, least, at least if I understood the interview correctly, that's what uh, I had read that they'd said. But um, there's – I like the fact that you uh, – once they got further into the demo, they wanted to show off some of the higher uh, tiers of abilities you can have. Mm-hmm. For, for your for your character and one of those was like I'm not gonna spider arms but they were like almost like the uh, deus ex uh, claw thing that you have little wrist uh, spike that comes out of your arm or whatever I haven't played deus ex so okay yeah there's a it's okay there's a there's a thing in deus ex where you can have like little blades come out of your come out of your out of your uh your augmented arm basically and it looks sort of like that so you could like climb on walls and you know dash and cut people with them it looks really fun the combat looked the combat to me looked really fun and fast paced and combine it with the abilities for slowing down time and all that stuff there was a funny part in there where it slowed down time i got shot in the leg oh my leg like it's just, it looked it looked really uh really uh cool and fun um I also like that in the demo when they were showing how they're showing different ways you can approach a mission. Right. The mission that they showed in the demo was, you know, you went to you talked to uh, Dexter, who looked like who looked look a little like Rick Ross. Uh, you talked to him, 
and then he gives you he gives you a uh, he gives you a quest to go talk to uh, this gang. And there's a, you can also choose to talk to this corporate agent before you go talk to the gang. In the demo, they did that. And when you got to meet uh, the corporate agent, you know, V used her little scan joint, and she saw the area looked a little uh, suspicious. If it's mm-hmm. me going in there and playing, and I see that, I'm not going in there. I'm going to walk. I'm going to leave. Right. That's a trap. <laughs> but in the demo, we saw what happened. Uh and like the constant choice and consequence of deciding what you want to do, if you want to do it, and how it can affect you, uh, in the moment, in well in the moment in the demo, but we don't know how it will affect you later on in the game. So in the demo, you know, you go down there and you talk to the agent. You get ambushed, in a way almost. Um, they put they put this thing in, in your head, and they do a little lie detector thing basically. She asks you if you came alone. You say, yeah, little old me. Oh, she's lying. And then the, the lady tells her men to go look around the area. I wonder what happens if you tell the truth. And then if and then regardless of those outcomes, how does that impact later down the road? If you decide to screw her over in the end or if she is more trustworthy of you next time you meet her or things like that. Like there's so much stuff right. in there that's layered on top of the choice and consequences that really has me excited. Yeah. I mean, it it looks great, you know? I think I said that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything about this looks great. Um, and maybe I'm just trying to hold my enthusiasm yes. so I'm not disappointed. Yes, I am know? not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if there's there's much disappointing you, <laughs> at least with uh, Cyberpunk. No. Um, but I mean, it's it's still one of the games that I want to play, yeah. and it's one of the games that's on my list of games I want to play. So, for sure, this this gameplay trailer helped with that. I'm just. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that they, they do the right moves to make it better and make it good and something you want to play. Yeah, definitely. I totally understand where you're coming from being uh, not jaded. Jaded is not the right word. Um, but you are tempering your expectations properly. Yeah. I have said numerous on numerous occasions before, even when it was first announced, like, I'm looking forward to this game and you know I want to I see the game. And now that I saw the game... I'm even more all in than what I was before. So, um, I'm also looking forward to messing around with the character creation too, because it looked pretty in depth. As far as what you could do with your character, you can customize your backstory, and you know why you came to Night City, and you know a few other things in there that they showed as in the character creation screen. Um, your tattoos, your jacket color, like that sort of stuff. I, I'm all about customizing my character and that sort of stuff. I don't know, though. How do you feel about it being first-person versus uh, third-person? Because some people are not happy with the switch to a primary first-person perspective on the game. Me, personally, I feel like it it brings you into the world more because you're seeing it, you know, how we see real life, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, 
It, it's not, but that's a, that's a different discussion. <laughs> um, personally, I feel like they should give you the choice. Mm-hmm. You know, to play in first person or to play in third person. Yeah. You know, kind of like, or even with, um, like, PUBG is an example. You can play it in third person, and then you go into your Zoom when you're shooting shit, and, and that's first person. You know? So... I feel like if they gave people the choice, that would be better. Um, honestly, I'd like to look at that jacket more. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, and so I I would like to have... I would personally like to have a third-person camera. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't bother me a whole bunch that it's only first-person. Because, I mean, like games like Destiny, they're first-person... But then when you go back to your home base, it's third person. Yeah. Or you're using a sword, you're in third person. Yeah. So why not have a third person mode in there? Yeah, because they, they did say in in, a, in an article a while back, though, that there will be plenty of opportunities to see your character and all that stuff. Um, and we caught a glimpse of V in, in a, in a cutscene almost, I guess, when right. at like like three days after the mission the opening mission of the of the demo in particular. Uh, and you could even drive in third person. I saw that too. You could, you know, see your car and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how your interactions with the world uh, shape the world around you and what people think of you as well. Right. Because I'm pretty sure it's also things like, you know, depending on what you wear you know, people will comment on it, what you drive, that sort of stuff too. Uh, even what you look like, because in the when it back to the Ripper Doc part, there was a thing called uh, humanity points. If you were paying attention to the upgrade section, I wasn't. Yeah, there was a, there was a thing called uh, humanity points in there. I don't know if those are if if those are you know the the skill points or if that's you know part of losing your almost losing your humanity so much you know the more you add if it works like praise upgrade system where you know the more of these cybernetic parts that you an augment that you add to your body uh the 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 more people will freak out about seeing you or vice versa or you know whatever right because it's a world filled with filled with oppression and things like that too so i can only imagine Right, yeah, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't see that. So, um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, because I'm sure they'll release more information as it gets closer to when they feel like they can release it. Yeah, I'm sure they will too. Overall, though, just to end this whole thing, I'm super excited for Cyberpunk. I can't wait to play it. Um, I said it before, and I'll say it again. When it comes out, it's game of the year. Fight me. I'm calling it now. Ladies and gentlemen, it might not be it might not be our game of the year, but it'll probably be the you know big Quote, video game awards. Quote game unquote of the year. game of the year, yeah. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Anything else you want to say before we uh end this uh thing? No, I mean I think we're we covered all the bases. I think we're done. I think we are. 
And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 55 of the RR Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. But before we get out of here, can round of plugs go? Yeah, so you can find our podcast on Twitter at RR Gaming Pod. That's R A N D R Gaming P O D. We always post whenever the new episode goes live, so you can keep in touch that way. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at macrobov. That's M A C R O B O V. Byron's also on Twitter at b underscore ron one four one seven. Where else can they find us, Byron? They can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Castbox app. On iTunes, be sure to give us five stars and leave a review. It helps us to continue to climb the charts to our goal of podcast domination. And you can also find me uh, streaming on Twitch as well. That's B underscore Ron 1417. Twitch.tv slash B underscore Ron 1417. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, but, Ken, they got to come back next week. Please tell them why. Yeah, you should come back next week because this time we will be doing <laughs> the games and things we've fallen out of touch with. And maybe we'll have some Spider-Man stuff too. But mostly, everyone could use a little more R&R. <laughs>